My name is Fiona Seiger and you're listening to the Migration Podcast. In this episode, we explore how participatory filmmaking can be used in research. Amanda Alencar spoke to Kevin Smith about studying borderlands through film. This is the final episode of this season. The Migration Podcast team will be back after a break. Kevin has been studying the relationships between films, migration, but also migration history. Kevin, I want to start this conversation with you by asking you to tell us more about your research and perhaps how do you situate yourself in the field of migration studies? Yes, first of all, thank you for, for having me. It's an honor to be part of this uh, great uh, podcast series. And yeah, I'm mostly interested in the cultural dimensions of migration. So the way in which migration is represented in stories in visuals in uh, imaginations, our media like film, photography, video, etc., used to tell stories about migration and to reflect on the trajectories of mobility and immobility. And also more recently, I think, how can such media become, let's say, uh, vessels for inclusion for belonging, for hybrid identities. And yeah, that being said, I've been exploring different dimensions of migration and culture. My PhD was about diasporic film culture in one particular city in, in Belgium. So more focusing on audience ethnography. And then after that, I've spent some years focusing on mostly on Turkey work, working on projects about Kurdish media and migration and one project also on media use of Syrian refugees in Turkey. Very recently, Kevin, you received a major grant by the European Research Council, the ERC starting grant, to develop a project focused on films and borders. The project is called Real Borders. Speaking of borders, many scholars state that borders are more than physical geographical boundaries. They are a social construction. So. I'm interested in knowing more how your project defines borders and in light of, of the topic of your project, why it's relevant to understand the role of films in a construction of borders. Yeah. So this is a project we are now in the second year and um, it's a team project that's important to emphasize that I'm leading and on the project are also working uh, Silvia Omenara Niebla. Leonard Soberon and Irene Gutierrez. They are a fantastic team that I'm really proud of as well. And yeah, the, maybe the listeners did not get that from listening to the project title, but Real Borders is here written with double E, real. And this title is of course already a big hint since I'm interested in the tensions between the materiality of the border and the, let's say the symbolic or imagined dimensions of the border. Indeed, this idea behind the project is, is really rooted in research on border studies, where there has been a lot of attention to the symbolic, the aesthetic, the imagined and so on constructions of the border. At this, yeah, at the same time, I, I wanted to go beyond just making a sort of catalog of existing border representations like, okay. How have fences and walls and checkpoints and so on have been represented in film. But I also want to highlight 
the way in which borders extend way beyond those infrastructures and also into everyday lives of people near or a bit further from those borders. And yeah, I think that brings in the whole literature more on yeah, sociological bordering. So here, the notion of bordering is a very helpful instrument. And yeah, the, the second part of your question about film specifically, as I'm, I'm in a media studies department and I also teach a course on film history. So I really wanted to approach all of this through the lens of film, both fiction, film, documentary, like we're quite inclusive regarding what types of film and yeah, looking historically at which kinds of films have been made in relation to the borders, but also how perhaps film can be used as, as tools to tell stories about a border from the perspectives of those who are witnessing those borders on a daily basis. And yeah, I think that the project has gradually become sort of a mission for me to bring film more central into social sciences and into migration studies as also a more yeah, serious topic and perhaps also a part of methodologies in social sciences. And reflecting on the broader representation or the broader conceptualization of border you just uh, talked about now, Kevin, going into the direction of, of the project and the borders that you are focusing on, of course, on the one hand, you are... Uh, you are addressing the representations of physical borders, but also how films reimagine those borders. And you and your team have been focusing on three border regions, right? The Irish border, the Spanish-Moroccan border, and the Turkish-Syrian border. Why did you choose these border spaces? And what's the most interesting insight that you and your team gained from working on this context so far? Yes. Uh, so previously I had worked mainly or principally in Turkey and in several European cities, which have diasporic communities where I did research. And so did this project for me was also an exercise in scaling up, but trying at the same time to stay within, of course, a feasible scope. I had some, let's say. I definitely wanted to include Turkey in the project because that's where I had been before and where I would say my main expertise is situated. And then when designing the project, I was departing from typology that I developed from, from the literature on border studies, mainly looking at uh, different types of borders, militarized borders, open borders, permeable borders, and so on. And so from that typology, I came up with three borders. The, so the Turkish-Syrian uh, border, it represents a border that in recent years has become much more militarized and surveyed. So the crossing the border is sometimes still possible, but there's also a very long um, fence that now marks sections of this border. So this is a more than 900 kilometer long border. So it's quite different depending on the sections you look at. Then the second case study is our yeah, Ceuta and Melilla, which are two Spanish enclaves in North Africa, surrounded by Moroccan territory. And yeah, these, these have been for years key crossing points for sub-Saharan migrants into Europe, a very deadly border as well and, and highly militarized. Uh, so these two cities uh, 
have yeah, been featuring in a lot of stories related to migration and they also caught my attention because of that. And then the Irish border is quite particular as well because yeah, due to the whole conflictuous history in, in Northern Ireland and yeah, this border separates the Republic of Ireland in the South and Northern Ireland, part of the UK in the North, and they share a, a common travel area. And at the time of developing the proposal a few years ago, the, the negotiations connected to Brexit were fully ongoing and there were all kinds of talks and speculations and so on about hard border versus soft border and how it would really reshape a bit the, the, that region. So that seemed to me like a very interesting, albeit complicated, but that's what makes it scientifically interesting as well, context to look at how yeah, the border is made and unmade also from a some symbolic perspective. So yeah, the, to wrap up uh, this, this question about the three borders, I think yeah, they all uh, are very different, have very different historical contexts, and but they, they do share some uh, some aspects as well. For instance, they each are somehow rooted in imperial histories or sort of the afterlife of, of big empires. And of course, all of them are somehow featuring prominently in today's political discourses about migration, about who belongs and who doesn't, what is the nation, what is national identity. Bringing a little bit more uh, to the methodological part of your of your research in the Rio borders with your team, Kevin, I want I want to ask you if you could share with us a little bit about the different approaches that have been developed. Um, yes. So just like there are different regions that we focus on, there are also different uh, sub-studies. Um, and the, well, one sub-study looks at border representations in cinema. This you could call a more traditional film studies oriented sub-study. We ask questions like how are artists and professional filmmakers dealing with the border in all these areas? What do they tell us through border representations and border stories? Yeah, how how has this been done historically? Like we try to take a longitudinal approach there, going back to yeah, decades and decades of film history. Then a second uh, sub-study looks at everyday experiences and belonging in border regions. And this is, is a more anthropologically oriented sub-study. And we can, we ask there how we can use film to better understand these everyday perspectives of what we call borderlanders. So borderlanders are people living in or near borders, uh, which is, I think, also a deliberate attempt to sort of decenter a little bit this migrant or ethnicity oriented or centric approach to to many border research and so in in that sub-study we make use of interviews of course and participatory observations but are also developing a methodology called the cine forum where we yeah, collectively select watch and discuss films as a sense-making practice and then the third sub-study is maybe the more experimental one, but that, that is drawing a lot of attention when we talk about it. And this is where we try to develop with non-professional filmmakers in the border regions, the stories that they want to tell 
by making use of participatory filmmaking. And so far we've completed two sessions of participatory filmmaking, one in the Irish border and one in Ceuta. And yeah, we are currently uh, editing and finalizing the films from those filmmaking workshops. Very interesting sub-studies and approaches, Kevin. And as you were just mentioning and talking about the, the filmmaking participatory approach, I wanted to ask you, which roles do the participants play in the films? You said that they are filming, they are producing the, the audiovisual material. And beyond the production of the materials, what roles they are playing in the production? Um, yes. So... Yeah, this is really an important strand of the project to understand the experiences and perspectives of people living in borderlands. So they are not necessarily professional filmmakers or artists or journalists. And the idea is that we develop more horizontal or inclusive knowledge and stories about borders. Because, yeah, the, the mainstream and dominant take on the border um, is, yeah, is that either these perspectives don't exist or they... The border is seen as a sort of no man's land or a transition zone that doesn't have an identity on its own. So we try to um, deconstruct that a bit by doing these participatory filmmaking workshops to illustrate a little bit how the work with the participants and the nature of the work has been so far. Well, in, in Derry, the, on the Irish uh, border, we worked with together with a cultural center called the Nerve Center where we set up a three-month filmmaking course taking place every Saturday, open to everyone who was interested to learn more about filmmaking. And the topic of the border was gradually introduced, but participants were left quite free how they would uh, interpret that or what kind of stories they would tell. And since the group was uh, had a good group size, we were able to make four films there where we tried to rotate the different roles like uh, to make sure that every participant would be able to taste a little bit from directing from filming from doing editing and so on that being said the the participants are usually mostly involved in the everything pre-production and production of the film whereas the editing part as as you know as well, is actually extremely yeah, time consuming and, and quite technical. So this is yeah, this is a challenge, but I think we managed to to make the editing part for some of these films also quite participatory. And then um, also thinking together with the participants about the circulation and the distribution of the films, which is Sometimes, yeah, not take, like, taken for granted, let's say, in participatory filmmaking projects. But this, for us, was a really crucial question that we want to solve together with the participants. Like, where do they want the films to be screened? Which kind of audiences do they want to reach? And so, according, like, depending on that, we develop distribution strategy to make sure that the films end up where they want them to end up. The research and the workshop in Ceuta was quite different. The collaboration we set up there was with uh, Digmun, a women's association, mostly working together with transborder workers, female workers, 
mostly from Morocco, working in Spain, but often with a very precarious legal status and yeah, connected to that precarious social circumstances as well. And we integrated the participatory filmmaking in a Spanish language course that they were taking. Also, again, spread over, yeah, more or less three months, multiple evenings a week. And in this case, uh, they didn't have any previous background in filmmaking. Whereas in Ireland, some of the participants actually had already uh, quite advanced uh, skills in filming, for instance. This was not the case in Ceuta. And the emphasis was much more on stories, like uh, developing small stories, which also connected well to the, the language course, the goals of that language course, making the voiceovers. A particular challenge there was uh, also anonymity and visibility and not wanting to, to be too visible because of their own situations. And the nature of, and the, the say the, the situation of our participants there has made the, the projects and the stories much more so, yeah, socially and politically engaged. And we will also try to carry their stories and videos that, that they are making to, yeah, to more, um, to policymakers, to, to the press, uh, to, to, to make their situation more visible. This was a very, very big objective for the, the women participating in, in that participatory uh, workshop. I'm just going, I'm going to follow from what you said about the, the implications of course, and, and the opportunities that projects like yours can create for, for bringing changes, right. And also for, for foster impact. I, I just wanted, if you could elaborate a little bit more on, on this, on this part of your project that is devoted to the, to the promotion, but also the dissemination of, of, of the films and, and how do you think that, uh, the, the stories that have been produced in the knowledge that has been produced together with your participants could impact on issues related to, to borders, migration, racism, discrimination. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah, participatory is such a catch-all term, isn't it? Like it can refer to so many different practices. And I think what, what we try to do or are trying to do in the project is to extend the participatory to yeah, to several um, sub-studies. So I have mentioned already the participatory filmmaking, but we have also been trying to yeah make uh, collective analyses of films through these uh, cine forums. Uh, and I mentioned the, the film analyses as well. So, so yeah, impact is a very big question. Uh, of course, we do hope that we could contribute to progressive values and to inclusive policies and it's about raising awareness, about bringing borders into discussions and shedding light also on those living in the, the border areas, uh, especially with the films made in Ceuta. This is a big team theme because of the, the vulnerable situation of, of the trans border workers and Irene did a together with this association, Adigun did really great work in using the, the platform of the workshop for those three months also to 
to contact local press and even national Spanish television has made a few uh, small items on, on the news and the newspapers on the filmmaking workshop. And this was a great occasion for us to yeah, to give or to, to, um, yeah, to bring this topic in, into the, the public debate or in, in under public attention, because there are hundreds and hundreds of, of such transborder women from Morocco working in certain, in, in precarious conditions and unable to travel. And the fact that, yeah, by making that workshop, we could, uh, yeah, make them talk to the press. We've had some feedback as well from policymakers and are in touch with, yeah, other policymakers here in Brussels, uh, to hopefully screen the films there once they are finished. And that's, yeah, one of the amazing things about film is how magnetic it is to like, it catches the attention immediately when it's well done, of course. So that's <laughs> what we try to work on. The the films from Ceuta, they will be like also quite suitable, I think, to circulate on social media. So they could circulate widely also in digital, have digital afterlives. But yeah, we're now more or less almost halfway the project. So maybe we have to talk again in, in one or two years to see where we have been able to come to bring all these films. Thank you very much, Kevin, for being here with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Kevin Smith is Associate Professor at VUB in Brussels.